episode 192 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom for the first time in what two weeks now. Yeah. My pal De Quincy. Hello Welcome everybody. Back, yes finally back from family vacation. Yeah. How uh, was it? It was up and down. I gotta say. Like an elevator? Not, yeah. More like you know, like a wrecking ball comes goes up and down. Um, anytime <laughs> gotcha. you go on a trip with your family as a road trip, there's gonna come a time where you think I never want to do this again with these people. And if you don't think that thought, you didn't have a real road trip, right? I mean, there's there's there is a reason why they make movies about these with these exact same you know scenarios. Like <laughs> it's because they happen. <laughs> But it was it was fun. I won't say it wasn't fun. I got to yeah. visit my brother who I haven't seen in whew, three years. That was the last time I saw him in person. Oh, it's been longer than that. Wow. Oh, so Amari was two. Oh, okay. So that's the last time I saw him in person. My girlfriend's reminding uh, giving me information. So it's been oh, seven years. Holy cow, really? Yeah, because my brother is a rolling stone. Yeah. Yeah. You know how in um, TV shows, they always show like the one guy who has a family and he's like well to do and everything. And then he has the brother who can never hold a job, always needs to sleep on a couch and shit like that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm not saying my brother can't keep a job, but um, when we get a house, we definitely will have a spare bedroom just for his ass. I got you. Oh, she said he might listen to this too. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he'll, he'll, <laughs> hi, Daniel. <laughs> uh, but no, it was great to see him. Great to meet uh, his significant other, Nicole. Never met before, but she was nice. Her and my mother got along like, uh, like thieves in the night. Um, in fact, now I think about it, my mother has never like hated any of our girlfriends. Well, that's good. That's a relief. I, I, well, outwardly hated. So I'm not sure if that means that we pick good women <laughs> oh, or man. she's just good at, you know, hiding her true her true feelings. Go with the first one. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll live with that lie. Um, so, yeah, we rented a minivan and it was seven of us that went out there. Me, my mom, grandma, uh, my girlfriend, her son, and my aunt uh, Paula the problem with the with the whole trip is like we drove from houston texas up to near um uh st louis my brother lives up near st louis but in illinois on the other side of the mississippi mm-hmm. by just telling people st louis because it's easier to explain so <laughs> when you're driving and i want to remind you there's only two people that drove the entire time it was me and my mother Mm -hmm. that was it 
Some people were too young to drive. Some people could not be trusted to drive. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, your grandma, I'm sure she's driven plenty in her time. <laughs> if she got behind the wheel, we would not be doing this podcast. Well, I wouldn't be doing this. You'd be had to do an in memoriam. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> she, cannot, she cannot drive in the dark. Um, but driving all that way, you realize one very huge thing. Texas only has like five cities that matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Texas is too fucking big for only five cities. It's yeah. like Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, and El Paso. And the rest is like, what were we thinking? And the rest is like, oh, we should give this back to the Mexicans. This is crazy. <laughs> So on the return trip back, I drove from basically Texarkana. No, outside of Texarkana, because we're still in Arkansas when I traded with my mom. So basically a little bit in Arkansas, all the way back down to Houston. Oh, my God. You've you've never seen so many goddamn speed traps. Oh, man, I can't even imagine. You would be driving on just an open lane of highway, it'd be 75, and then all of a sudden speed limit dropped to 60, then it's 40, then it's 35, and then you're in some little boat, um, you know, some little, you know, east down and bound shotgun shell of a city, <laughs> not city, town. Town. And you know, it's a um, it's a car full of black people driving at night in these lily white sundown towns. I want no part Ooh. of. So you know, you 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 get in a town that has a, like a Dollar General and maybe a um a uh, not a Waffle House, but like a Taco Bell or something. And then as soon as you get past that little Main Street, the speed limit goes from thirty five to forty five seventy five. <laughs> And it's, it was just that constantly in between Texarkana and Houston. It is, there's just, like, if people want to complain about the homeless and where we need to put them, that's where we need to put them. We need to put them in these stretch of highway where there's nothing there. Let's oh put them there. We need to do something <laughs> with that empty space out there. A lot of land. It's just a <laughs> lot of land. And like you're driving at night. There's no lights besides your headlights and whatever car comes there. I kept having this this like irrational fear. Like I was be driving some deer would just jump out of the middle of the uh, into the middle of the street. <laughs> but yeah, overall, it was good. I'm glad to see my brother. Uh, it was good to spend time with my family. Um Oh, and also bought some folk Funko Pops. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, they I sell got... them out in the, the middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, when we were at the mall in St. Louis. Oh, that makes much more sense. Yeah, yes. I got uh, the what if to to Chala Star Lord. Oh, I saw that. Okay, that's yeah, I, I did see that on. Uh, you posted it on Instagram. Yeah, I got that, that one. That was awesome. Very I got, cool. Yeah, I got that one and then the Sam Wilson Captain America. That too, I saw that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I promise I 
I'm not gonna go mad and have a wall full of them. Just <laughs> gonna have a couple. But yeah, I'm uh, glad Thanks one. Last words. Yeah, oh God. If you ever see me post a picture and I have like 50 Funko Pops, I want you to come and help me. <laughs> I want you to just set up the intervention to talk me off. Talk uh-huh. me off the ledge, okay? You have a problem. Mm, I, I have a problem. Yeah, I have a problem. I don't have enough. I want to <laughs> bury. I would be buried with these Pops. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll take care of you. Thank you. But yeah, um, it was fun. And then, oh, wait. And then let's get to the reason why we haven't done a podcast in like the week since I came back. Man, I went back to work. And to say that my workstation, my garage area looked like a tornado hit it would be offensive to tornadoes. <laughs> I, I've had two vacations this year. And yes, I know that's more than most people have had since the pandemic started. Start. Yes, first world problems, I understand. But God damn it, every time I've come back these two from these two vacations, my workplace looks t- like they just stacked up every problem for me to solve when I come back. Jeez. I've worked harder <laughs> since I've been back to work than I worked any time before I went to vacation. I mean, on vacation, man. It has been crazy i'm being an old man i'm getting in bed at <laughs> 8 30 9 o'clock <laughs> hey man just you're just working hard you know it's part of part of going on vacation and that's yeah. why you, uh but also it's why you, you take two vacations because mm-hmm. you're busting your butt yeah and i got all these like personal days that expire before the end of the year so guess who's going to go on a third vacation nice is it the end of the calendar year um september october sometime around there that's when i have to use some of these personal days very cool Mm -hmm. where are you thinking of going next uh go to the beach we haven't been to the beach in a long time that's a good plan and especially at the time of year you're thinking mm-hmm. that's it's perfect because it's like not ex- like excruciatingly hot mm. yeah well we'll see it's currently june and it's 102 degrees in texas so <laughs> no guarantees what september is going to look like all right man let's um Let's talk about some of the craziness that happened within well, first, last week. Oh, before we do that, mm-hmm. uh, I'm keeping an eye on the NBA draft. Yes, and the first pick is in, so it looks like. Oh, they haven't. Oh, I thought they were. <laughs> I thought they were announcing it. Uh, uh, oh, Orlando has five minutes. Five minutes. So, on the clock. Do you want to take a couple minutes to uh, uh, make a prediction? Quick prediction, because the oh. Rockets have the third pick. After that, I don't really care <laughs> what or who goes where. I think I said it. Uh, our last podcast is going to be Jabari Smith to the Magic, then Holmgren to the Thunder, and the Rockets would get uh, Pablo, 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 Pablo Blanchero. So I'm still sticking with that. 
I, I think that's, uh, I think that's what's going to happen. And I, I like that. I like that idea. I'm, I'm reading up a little more about Blanchero and, um, you know, like we've seen Kareem, for example, not saying he's going to be Kareem, not saying that, not mm-hmm. even saying he's going to be Giannis, but we've seen these giant guys that look way too skinny to handle the league, um, handle the league. And so that's not saying that Holmgren is, is going to, you know, going to get overwhelmed because of his frame and, and whatnot. Um, but just kind of reading about Benchero and watching clips, I mean, he does seem a little more polished and a little sturdier for the position for, for the, for the league. And also, um, getting rid of Christian Wood was a clear sign that they're going to take a big man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this guy, this guy could, uh, could, you know, I think he, he checks off those boxes if he's available, you know, because there's, you know, rumors he might, he could go first, but um, I would, I would also agree with like your, the three, the order that you've picked. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. It seems like it's a uh, three-person draft, and then after that, that's when all the real action is going to start mm-hmm. uh, with the Sacramento Kings holding the number four pick. But uh looks like the pick is in, and we'll see yeah. soon. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if you have, like, the first three picks, like, or if you have the first pick, it shouldn't take you that long. Like, I don't understand why <laughs> you still want to eat the five minutes that you're allotted. It's like... If you don't know by now, like, come on, what are yeah. we doing? The only thing I think of is like, if you're holding out for a trade, I'm like, if no one's sure. come forth and offered you and offered you something for the first round pick in a month and a half, I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, you might just just go, just stop wasting people, stop wasting our time. Come on, mm-hmm. um, uh, you still want to wait to see who they draft? Uh, no, we can. We can talk a little more. All right. All right. So. Wait, here comes. Here he comes. Right. Silver. Sorry. <laughs> all right. That's all right, man. So. Because once, uh, once, once the first pick goes, like you kind of, you can kind of figure out what, you know, what the next two. Like, I feel like whoever goes first, the, the next two, it'll, it'll definitely fall into place. And Oklahoma will take their time, but I think it'll still. Um, let's see. Wow. We were both wrong. They picked Paolo, Paolo Banchero. Wow. That is crazy. So Orlando takes Paolo Banchero power forward from Duke, the number one pick. Let's see what, you know, let's see what the Rockets do then. They might wind up taking Chet Holmgren. Yeah, I think that's going to happen because if I'm Oklahoma, I'm definitely just taking Smith and moving on. Mm-hmm. But again, you look at Holmgren and you kind of hope that he, you know, kind of fills in, fills, yeah, fills in like uh, like Giannis did. Oh, wow. That was, uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming, but. No. So that's interesting. Very yeah. interesting. How, how it's going to happen now, but um, I'm just all right, listening. we can uh, 
Oh, so Adrian Wojnarowski is saying Holmgren re- rena- remains a front runner for Oklahoma City. Wow. Okay. So as people may or may not know, whenever we do this po- these podcasts, I always have something on the TV. Mm-hmm. Just mute I it really on <laughs> muted on, clo- on closed caption, you know. Uh, sometimes um, just because I'm watching something and it's interesting and I'll break to the podcast sometimes because you get long winded and I lose interest and I, and I have, and I zone out like I have ADHD. <laughs> uh, so uh, right now I'm watching uh, Dr. Strain and multiverse of madness madness. And I started exactly the same time we started recording the podcast. Mm-hmm. So for it, first off, it's like, which is going to finish first is movie or, or our long winded asses. And uh, two, you realize that um, um, Wong has been social supreme much longer than Doctor Strange ever was. Yeah, what is up with that? Now you have to think of it because from the end of Doctor Strange one to um, when he got dusted away in Infinity War, what was that like? Four, let's say six months. Mm-hmm. And then once he got blipped, it was five years and changed and Wong's been social supreme ever since then. Wow, yeah. You would think they've got plans for him with that kind of character development. Or not uh, not side note, footnote, but like uh, character change, I guess. I don't know. Oh, Wong? Yeah. Oh, he's damn near everything. He was in Shang-Chi. He's in Doctor Strange 2. He's going to be in um, uh, She-Hulk. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, that kid from Spider-Man, do you think he's trolling people? Wait, which kid? There, uh, the guy that plays Ned. Well, no, what do you say? There's a, uh, he posted a picture online. Of him holding a hobgoblin action figure. Oh, I so, mean, he's, he's lost a lot of weight. He could pull off being the hobgoblin. And also, since we've opened up the multiverse, you know, anything's possible now. Mm-hmm. You can bring in a Ned Hobgoblin from another multiverse now. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be the way to go with uh, Peter Parker's friends, mm-hmm. at least in the movies turning James Franco against him. Mm-hmm. Turning James Franco against Tobey Maguire. Oh. James Franco would betray James Franco, so it's not surprising. <laughs> um, you know, we originally got on this podcast to talk about all the crazy allegations that have been hit against Vince Man. <laughs> but I kind of feel like everything that needs to be said has been said yeah because right now all we know is there's a um there was an email sent to the board of directors uh talking about a woman who uh, Vince man allegedly paid off with a three million dollar settlement mm-hmm. and um she was basically um his side piece for a while she got hired on as a paralegal working at wwe um, she was getting paid a hundred thousand dollars, and that got bumped up to two hundred thousand once their affair started. 
And apparently once he was done with her, he got he um, basically handed her off to John Laurinaitis, which is like that's the most disgusting part of the that's entire story. The most disturbing as like aspect or detail in this entire this whole this whole thing, man. Like I can't imagine like say for example, you offering me like your ex girl like your girlfriend or your girl toy, whatever, or me taking it. Like <laughs> yeah. Like, I think taking it is worse. But then again, that is his boss, so he may not have much of a choice. Right. Um, I think that happened to, did that happen to, not, what's his name? Not Paterno. Rick Pacino. Is is that right? Like, he was having an affair with this woman, and then when, after it all blown blew up, and, um, like, she ended up with one of his assistant coaches or something like that, and the Thunder just took Chet Holmgren. Yep. Number two pick. Um, so we know where Jabari's going. You see his dad? No. Oh. Uh, I oh, okay. I'm, I'm watching it, but. Oh, I, I got it on. Uh, I'm just on the homepage for ESPN. I tried watching it on my computer, and it was just lagging i think i have too many things going on because mm-hmm. i got the astros yankee game up right now and it's still that game's still six to three that's awesome yeah. but yeah cool. going, going back to the so looks like jabari smith will be going to the rockets which is good yeah you can't go I, wrong i mean look all three there was uh there's reason to be happy if you would have gotten any one of those three Mm-hmm. Yeah, why people saying it's a three-person draft. Um, mm-hmm. I think Blanchero or Holmgren would have been best for the Rockets position-wise, but honestly, when you're as bad as they are right now, you got to take the best player available and run with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We have no idea what's going to go on with them cap-wise this year because John Wall just uh, – Opted into his, I think, forty-seven million dollar player option. Which Was there any doubt? Exactly. And uh, shit, if I'm him, I do the exact same thing. He got paid forty million dollars last year for zero games. I mean, like I say all the time, that's my American dream: do the most amount of work, <laughs> most get the most amount of money for the least amount of work. And it's like. If he had opted out, mm-hmm. it might have been the first time that the union demanded a drug test <laughs> yes. be taken by a player. <laughs> you did what? That boy is on crack. Get him, get him. <laughs> what? There be calls being made. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, it looks like the Rocks against Jabari Smith. Um, and they're just going to keep building. And next year will be the real test because next year they're going to get from underneath uh, John Wall's contract. They'll have like $70 million in cap space, and we'll see what they can do. Yeah. Uh, back to the Vincent Man of it all. Yeah. Um, yes. uh, so after the, all the allegations came out and the uh, – was it the Wall Street Journal? Yeah, uh, I believe so. Yeah, um, 
after every, every, all the allegations come out. And there's also, you know, allegations that he did had the same NDA with multiple other women while in the while being CEO to WWE. We have no news on that. They're still investigating it. So the WWE, you know, they went outside. They hired some outside law firm to investigate and see what's really going on. Uh, this man decided to uh, step down as CEO of WWE right now, and his mm-hmm. daughter Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon's um, back back as interim CEO. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if this entire thing, this situation, was the tipping point for her taking that leave of absence because everything that Dom described happened. The board found out about this in April. Mm-hmm. Stephanie McMahon went on her sabbatical in May. Yeah, so like you do that because you need time to get your mind right for the shitstorm that's gonna that's about to erupt. Mm-hmm. And that and that's and by that I mean you're not you're not you're praying and you're not anticipating for the story to leak. But in her mind, she probably has to be ready for anything. Yeah. Somebody's somebody is going to leak the story, or even if it doesn't get leaked, it is going to be pretty stressful. Um, there's going to be a lot going on, you know that, uh, you know that they're gonna they would have to deal with behind the scenes anyways. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in this day and age, you gotta expect any kind of bad news about your company to get leaked. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a op- a plan for that. Yeah course and so something prompted the board to investigate this right yeah because if if what prompted it really well basically if it's not just what how how i would say so first off it's the the nda like you're but you you're paying off this woman to not talk anymore. It's the amount of money was it's three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Where the money come from? Because if it's if you use company funds to pay her off, that could get you kicked out of the company. Right. And so then, now and, go ahead. oh go ahead. no go ahead. So I'm thinking. So let's say Vince is cleared, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say it finds out you find out. Hey, he's a billionaire. He used his own money his $3 million, he pulled it out of his, you know, coat pocket and just said, here you go. This came from my bank account. So that means $3 million of company funds is missing. Where did it go? If, if this, if something like this prompted an investigation, where did that money go to then? I mean, if they find out that he actually used company funds, to do it then he'll be out of the company you know using that much money for a personal thing but if he used like his own money like he just pulled three million out of a bank account i think he's gonna be fine sure like the only thing but the company but by that i mean the company so we noticed three million dollars is missing we think vince used there's a possibility vince used it to pay someone off but if it comes to find out that he didn't pay someone off with company funds, then does that mean there's still $3 million missing that the, we don't know where it went? There shouldn't be any, if the only way money is going to be missing is if he used it for this thing. 
There shouldn't be any money. There shouldn't be any problem if he uses his own personal fund. Right, right. Well, let's hope, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, it's official. Jabari Smith Jr. forward from Auburn taken by the Rockets. Number three. Boy, I looked down at the ESPN and all I saw was the Kings are on the clock. And I was like, what the, did they trade out the number three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to finish off on the Vincent Man thing. Honestly, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't think if, as long as like, it comes out that the NDAs weren't like, his way of silencing this woman or any other women from talking about any kind of abuse he like did to her did to them or anything like that as long as it's like you take this money shut up don't talk just don't talk about this affair because i am who i am Mm -hmm. i think he's gonna get away scot-free and he'll be back to being ceo by the end of the year because because here's here's a dirty little secret America really don't care about billionaires cheating on their wives. We make TV shows about it. Right. Like, it, un, unless he, if we find out that he was beating the shit out of these women, he's, he's going to be just fine. Did you see those heat, check, heat checks that he had on SmackDown and Raw? Oh, man. I mean, look, a lot of people may not like him. I don't know. I, I, you know, I know you probably go back and forth on how you feel about Vince. Mm-hmm. But you got to give him credit for having the balls to just go on television and just dropping the, just basically pull dropping trout and telling the board, join the club. You know that that William Regal joined and good old Jr. joined back in the day. You know. Join the uh, uh, the exclusive Kiss My Ass Club. He went out there two times and was like, "Y'all still fuck with your boy?" All right, cool. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh God, yes. <laughs> like I'm surprised he didn't keep going. Like he he could have shown up on NXT, 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 yeah, NXT UK. Fuck around, show up on AEW. Just keep going around till you get booed. And here's the thing. He never kisses hands or uh, shakes hands and kisses babies. He was, I mean, he was doing that up the, the, the ramp, you know, as soon as he left the ring. He was high-fiving and kissing babies and taking pictures and, you know. I mean, he was working baby face yeah. like he's never worked before. Again, y'all, y'all still fuck with your boy. <laughs> and the best part, this was after it was announced he stepped down or he was taking a he was taking a leave of absence. As no, no, no. He's just stepping down. Yeah, just stepping down as CEO, but he's still like gonna be the creative. main person in charge of creative. Yeah, on the business side, he's taking it, he's taking a step back. That's why Stephanie is uh is coming back. But man, it, it was a thing of beauty. In my opinion. Oh, I forgot to bring this up earlier with Stephanie. Imagine getting that phone call to say, you got to come back because we found out your dad was wild and wild. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. My husband almost died. Do I have to do this? 
Mm-mm-mm. All right, I'm back on Doctor Strange, and um, I gotta say, Elizabeth Olsen was in her bag for this movie. Woo! And you haven't seen this yet, have you? No. Nah. So I don't you. know what I don't know what that meant. <laughs> she played the shit out of this role. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. <laughs> Oh, we got to teach them some some popular to say someone is in their bag means they are very good at the thing at the activity that the person is describing. I didn't tell you while you were while you were gone mm-hmm. in case you missed it. I decided that I'm going to start learning Gen Z lingo. So, you know, to, to keep up with keep up with the, the times and the kids. For real, for real. <laughs> Welcome to the club. I don't have that choice. I have no choice but to do that because I have a nine-year-old. <laughs> so I got to do just enough to keep him off the drugs. Uh, on on God. <laughs> oh, we're so old. <laughs> nah. Elizabeth, if I was in this movie and the Scarlet Witch came to me, I'd be like, fuck them kids. You can have them. Do what you need <laughs> to do. It's all about you, baby. Yeah, this is... God. Marvel hasn't been on a roll since um, uh, Winter Soldier. Man, I'm honestly there's just so many, so much to watch. It's it's hard for me to keep up. Oh yeah, I just finished Obi Wan, and um, right after I finished Obi Wan, I watched episode three of Miss Marvel. <laughs> and the only word I can use to describe that show is wholesome. Really? Yeah, and. Also, this is the f- first show that I can remember that has taken a healthy and loving look at a Muslim family and community. And it's not like they dip a toe. Oh, no, they throw you all the way in. Mm-hmm. They're taking you to the mosque. They're showing you the prayer, religion, like all the things. But at the core, it is a show about a young girl learning her place in the world. Mm-hmm. So does she fight like racism and stuff? Is that what she's... There's a part where like um, where um, you know uh, you know, remember from Spider-Man no, um, no Way Home, the Department of Damage Control? Yeah. Yeah, so they're here and they're trying to find her. They're like taking over S.H.I.E.L.D.'s place and so th- um, they get a um, uh, a recording of her using their powers, and they're trying to find her because she's a unregistered superhuman. And so they bring in one of the people who were at the convention where she used her powers, and they're like profiling and like, oh, she, oh, they're like they're talking to the white girl, like, oh, she's brown. Well, she's she Latina. Oh, I'm sorry, I know I'm supposed to use Latinx now. Uh, and it's like as soon as they figure out she's like 
um, Muslim, they're like, okay, well, that means we got to hit all the community, all the mosques, all those. Just make sure we don't step on the FBI's toes. I was like, damn. <laughs> Is, they handle it like they handle racism. They had um, Islamophobia, like the Falcon Winter Soldier handled racism. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're gonna show you it's it's there it's there. You you would think, oh, we have superhero superheroes and Thanos just wiped out half the galaxy, the half the not galaxy, but every fucking thing. <laughs> and everyone's back now. And wouldn't that mean that people would come together? Like, nope. <laughs> if they were racist before, they're probably still racist. Mm-hmm. There was some racist white person that again blipped that didn't get blipped away. That's now like, oh, I gotta share with these niggas and spicks again. Jeez. You know that hey. yeah, you know hey, that you can't say that second one. <laughs> you can say that first one. <laughs> I gotta share with these Jews again. <laughs> you know it. We see that now. Jeez. But overall, you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It's real cute. It is like the first show that I've ever had of like just this look in a, into a Muslim household without them being fucking terrorists, you know? It's like a healthy, like normal relationship. <laughs> the big brother teases the little sister. Um, mom and uh, daughter don't get along. It's, you know. Regular Americana. Yeah. A real Yankee doodle dandy yeah. story. Yeah. Just throwing a little Allah and you know a little moss in it. It's a good show. Uh it's it's one of my favorite. I gotta be honest with you. Like cool. all the Disney Plus shows. So I was listening to um this podcast uh run by my friend Jeff's called Jeff versus the world, and they were talking about the show, and they were one of them brought up a good point. Like, there are no Avengers anymore. Right. So, you know, you're, if you're damage control, you got to find out who this girl is because you don't have anybody to call. And I'm think, I was thinking if something popped off in New York like the next day, who the hell would they call? Like, think of all the Avengers. Steve Rogers is God knows where. Right. <laughs> um, Iron Man's dead. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is messing around in other dimensions. <laughs> like, just start naming adventure Avengers. Vengeance dead. Hulk is. Hulk is in his nice Hulk thing. So, mm-hmm. like, you could probably call him in. So, we got one. We got Hulk. You could probably call in Sam Wilson and um, um, Bucky. Mm-hmm. So, we got Cap and the Winter Soldier. Um, Carol Danvers is out doing God knows what. Thor is on another world. Yeah, the Guardians are on another world. It's like right. who With the Thor? fuck? Yeah, it's like who the fuck do you call? Spider Man is in college, I think. Yeah, but you. Like everyone, you know Spider Man, but you don't know how to get in contact with him anymore. 
And then, of course, Black Panthers and Wakanda, but unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us. Right. So there, there is a, a part two coming out. Yeah. Wakanda Forever? Yes. Is that, is, that is the title? That's the title. I saw a poster for it at the movies, and uh, I didn't realize that they were going through with it. Like, Yeah, it's good. I have no idea how they're going to handle that, but I am so interested in watching it. I just because however, however they handle it, you know they're going to handle it with the utmost respect and reverence. I mean, it, it's going to be the best possible way to to handle it. Mm-hmm. They're not just going to say, "Oh, here, <laughs> you take over now." Like, it's going to make sense, and that's good. Like that's all you can hope for yeah i just i can't imagine how many times they uh rewrit this the script mm-hmm. and i think even um oh what's his name the director i can never remember this man's name like i roger coogler Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. Yeah. God, I can I can never remember that brother's name. But yeah. Um he was talking about how you know after Chadwick died, he was like, Man, I wrote all these words for him that he's never gonna speak. And I'm like, Oh, okay, well that just broke my heart. That's awful, man. So I don't know. <sighs> I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, going back to our normally scheduled program, let's talk about the whole Sasha Banks situation. So there was a report earlier this week from, I believe it was Wrestling Inc., that Sasha Banks had been released from WWE. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, no one knows what's really going on because there hasn't been a fish release. There's been no word from Sasha Banks herself. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like she's she's in wrestling purgatory right now. Right. Her social media is still the same, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Because uh, yeah, that's always an indi- like that's always a sign. Like, is it still at Sasha Banks WWE? Yep, <clears throat> Sasha Banks. At, yep. Yeah. Now a lot. I mean, they all use their real names on like the. Uh, like in the profile details, mm-hmm. but so that that's nothing new. Uh, but yeah, the the username is is still the same. So that's good because as bad of a situation as this still is, I mean, you you don't want to lose someone like her, you know? Yeah. But I just want to comment because everything that we heard after the initial report that she got released was just wrestling uh, journalists going back and forth like, oh, I'm talking to my sources. We haven't heard anything. And then, oh, I've talked to this source and that source. And they say it's all done except for the press release and this, that, third. And I'm like, you guys are just guessing. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the simple thing would be like say, hey, we have no idea what's going on right now. When we have some inf- more information, we will let you know. But that doesn't get the clicks and the likes and the downloads. So it's got to be, oh, I talked to my sources here, here, and they say it's all done. And I talked to my source. They say, oh, no, she's coming back, you know, after uh, SummerSlam, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just think our entire society would be better if people would stop pretending they know stuff and just say, I don't know, <laughs> but I, as soon as I get the information, I will tell you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you don't keep talking about it, then you, then that means you have nothing else to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because if there was something else to talk about, you wouldn't be talking about this. Exactly. That's it. Like, if we learn anything within the past oh, four or five years of journalists, it's like, you don't need to be first. You need to be right. Mm-hmm. I'm getting stank eyes in the kitchen. Yes. Oh, she's uh, my girlfriend's in the kitchen cleaning up. She's or cooking. She's trying to be quiet. I'm like, go ahead, make all the noise you want. I'll edit it out. <laughs> oh, there <boy>. she go. <laughs> uh, I'm not editing it. I want people to hear. All right. Any more news on the draft? I've been keeping up with that. So let me talk about the since we talk about wrestling. No, Portland is on the clock at number seven. I have no idea who the other guys that have just been mm. picked. I guess I could change it then. Because any trades are, you know, that's going to happen. Uh, I mean, it, it'll happen as, you know, as it goes along, but mm-hmm. um, who knows, you know, we'll just get alerts for that. That's no problem. Yeah. Because Rockets still have two first round picks, mm-hmm. which I, I think... If I was a guest, I would guess they package them and trade trade up, or they use one to trade out and get another first round pick next year. Mm-hmm. Things you can do when development is the core goal and not winning, right? Uh, so we're talking about wrestling. Um, oh, one of the big things that happened um, this week in wrestling: Brock Lesnar's back. Guess who's back? Back again. Lesnar's back. <laughs> Tell a friend. Man, I'm telling friends and Guess who's back. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. <laughs> I'm so excited. He'll be taking on um, Roman Reigns for the Universal WWE Championship at SummerSlam, correct? You're kidding, right? <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying, like... Who else is he going to fight? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, I was asking because I didn't remember what pay-per-view it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's SummerSlam. Okay. But I like I like that there's finally like a, a stipulation. A stipulation that hopefully will help the match go longer than it did at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Which I was legitimately excited for that match. It was billed as the biggest match of all time. And it certainly had that big fight feel to it. And it didn't quite deliver. Did we ever get confirmation on 
uh, Roman Reigns being hurt in that match? I don't think we did. I think it was all just a lot of speculation. Because he because was he still- out. He was out for a while after that match, but you look at his current contract, he's been out for a while. Yeah. For a while. I mean, he he got the Brock Lesnar contract before the age of 40. I mean, mm-hmm. Good to get that's a pretty sweet deal. Oh, and that match at SummerSlam is a last man standing match. Right. Like, that's an actually interesting stipulation. Because, again, like I said, that you hope that helps the match go longer mm-hmm. than, than uh, the Mania match did. So you don't necessarily have to build it up as like this greatest match of all time, but you, you can build it as this could be, this could get wild. Yeah. And you know what else you're getting? Violence, baby. Yeah. And that's what we're here for. Uh, speaking of WWE pay-per-views, oh, I'm sorry, premium live events. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take. I will. It's gonna take me a thirty, no, thirty years to learn uh, to be reprogrammed. <laughs> uh, Money and Banks coming up. They currently have six matches on the card, and honestly, that seems like a perfect number. Yeah, you've got the two ladder matches, and the two women's matches. The tag team championship match and mm-hmm. the U.S. Uh, championship match. Now, if they yeah. were able to um, find some way to get Gunther on here so all the titles are on, I would like it. But, you know, six is perfect. Six is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have – it's like we said before. They have switched all these premium live events, all the small ones, to basically be the old takeover model. We're going to give you five to six matches. They all going to have some kind of storyline involved. And we're just going to let these people go. And in fact, they have been on a run of good pay-per-views. I think the only pay-per-view that was disappointing this year was the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Right. Now everything, I remember why. <laughs> yeah. Everything else has been, they haven't missed since day one. Yeah. Um, so I guess as if I don't want to spend too much time talking about wrestling. Yeah, there's it's not much else going on. Unless you, you have anything you want to say about AEW. Man, the the forbidden door, you know, pay-per-views coming up. That's interesting. You're gonna see the cross promote, you know, you're really seeing the cross promotion in action with New Japan, which is cool. But um the CM Punk injury definitely threw a wrench in a lot of plans, It's it looks like. Mm-hmm. But it looks like they've, at the same time, adapted and are uh, satisfied with what they, you know, how they were able to salvage it. Because now, you know, like it's interesting, like it, it, it's, it feels like a sporting event. Because if you, you know, the, they didn't strip Punk of the title. So the next championship matches for the interim title. 
So then that's going to set up a unification match whenever Punk is available to come back. So please let's not bring up that match again. We already talked about how stupid. You essentially set yourself up for two big matches that you probably weren't anticipating. You know, all I can say about this pay-per-view is I'm glad people who love international wrestling are getting to see uh, wrestling matches they never thought they would see in America. But this seems like paying $60 for seven hours of wrestling involving people I have no (laughs) clue about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the history of all of these guys, but I've seen enough of their matches where it's like, oh, wow, okay, that's that's going to be a good match. It should be. On paper, it, it looks like a strong card. Um, so, you know, it looks like they're keeping a string of strong cards as well, even though, yeah, they take forever, it looks like. Just based yeah, on, on Twitter... People were tweeting at midnight. You got all these matches. You got all these matches on here, and you only have one women's match. It's AEW for you. Sorry, I'm just looking. I'm like, you got one women's match, and how many matches involving people darker than beige? Mm-hmm. And look, that's a big problem when you don't follow through. You don't follow through with what you're promising. WWE doesn't make those claims. We're not about this. We're not about that. We're not about inherent, explicit progressivism or you know whatever you want to call it. We're going to try and put on the best product we can. Um, try to get people over. Hopefully, people that are over, you know, uh, you know, the people that we can market somehow. And then that's it. So nobody complains when there's only one women's match on a WWE show because we've come to expect that. When you're a company like AEW that says we're changing the game and we're not going to be like those other guys, and then you proceed to be like those other guys, well, you've cast a giant spotlight on yourself. Especially when those other guys are no longer how they used to be. Right. Like WWE is putting two women's matches on their next pay per view, mm-hmm. they're highlighting black wrestlers. Like, and they, they didn't got, have to make a big. They didn't have to make a big, pomp and circumstance, announcement that this is what we're going to do. You know. Yeah. They was, make it. They make it look way more organic. Like our bad. We know we were wilding back in the day with the Mexicules. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They got three women's matches they got both of the title matches plus the women's um money in the bank match 
Yeah, if this car stays the same for Money in the Bank, they'll have an even amount of women's and men's matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times can not just WWE, but any wrestling company say that? Yeah. Alright. Um, so all right, let's drop the wrestling, AEW, blah blah blah. Let's talk about some good old fashioned American racism. I mean baseball. <laughs> okay. Man, uh the Astros looking good. hmm A few hiccups here and there, but you know, it's a long season. It's part of the game. You can't no team is ever gonna go 162 and 0. We can put money on that. It's a one guarantee in life. No one, no baseball teams going undefeated. So mm-hmm. the Astros are currently currently in the midst of their nine game New York trip. They just yeah. they swept the Mets in two game um, home series. Uh, they're currently playing the first game out of four against the Yankees in New York. Mm-hmm. Then after that, they'll play. Was it two against the Mets? I believe so. At, at um, oh, almost says Shea <laughs> up in <laughs> Queens. And then they'll have a one game series of at home against the Yankees. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a, um, uh, what's it called? It's just a, um, a problem from when um, they had to push back the season because of the lockout. Mm-hmm. The schedule got kind of screwy, and this is what they had to do. Yeah. So right now, like, how do you feel about the Astros? Man, I mean, I like what we're what I'm seeing. Um, Verlander is rocking. It's like he didn't even have surgery. Um, Fromber, you know, he's being Fromber. He's <laughs> lights out one, two games in a row, and then he's. Struggles the next. Lord, bring um, back Spider Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Luis is putting it together. It looks like it's been consistent. The bullpen has been pretty good, and I, I think it's been a long time since we we could say that about an Astros bullpen. Um, it's like they made all the, they made several deals the past couple of years to to improve the bullpen at, you know, near the trade deadline or during the season. Do you necessarily need to do that this year? I don't know. I, I don't think you do. Um, the big question is, what are you going to, you know, what are you going to do at the trade deadline? You know, I told my folks who have been, have not missed a game this season. I said, you better be prepared. Because somebody's going to go. Because Jake Myers is coming back. Chaz and Siri haven't fully taken the reins at center field. Alvarez is suddenly, or not, I don't know about suddenly, but has been playing a lot of outfield this year. You know, Tucker is fully entrenched at right in right field. You still have the, you know, at least this year, rest of the year with Brantley. Um, center field, you know, what are you going to do? 
who's going to go? Like, are you going to trade one of those guys? And what would you trade him for? So um, my guess as far as center field is when Myers is back in, they're ready to play him. He, he's going to be in a timeshare with um, uh, McCormick and Siri will get sent down. Okay. So you don't think anybody's necessarily going right away? Just sent to the minors? Yeah, I don't think there's a trade. I, I just honestly, I don't think either one of those three guys have that great of a trade value. Mm-hmm. They're all serviceable center fielders. Uh, so that's why I think it's going to happen. It's, I just, I wish that Siri could hit better or McCormick could feel better. Right. You could just combine them. <laughs> yes. If we can do the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance and put them together. <laughs> But I might get my wish fulfilled with um, Myers coming back. Right. But as far as trading, like, if you think there's some big trade coming to bring in a new catcher or a first baseman, you are going to be sorely disappointed when the uh, trade deadline passes. Yeah, I mean, it's not looking good for Yuli. That really, honestly, first base has been the biggest disappointment of the season. Just based on where, like, just based on the fact that Yuli was the American League batting champion last year. You know, I mean, he's definitely uh, improved since the start of the season where he was just, he couldn't buy a hit. But he's still not hitting. He, I mean, look, he's not going to win a batting title this year, obviously. Um, and it's hard not to have those expectations because he's he's hit very well the past few years, you know. Mm-hmm. Minus the strike short, though, the, not strike, but the minus the COVID season. But um, you know, it, it looks like age caught up to him quickly, and he's just he's not hitting well, and so it's disappointing. But um, his presence on the team is still needed. And like you said, who, who's out there to get at first base? You know? This is a very good question. I could. I don't know. I, like I said, I think that's just something that's going to. He's just going to be at first base until his contract ends at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what to do because they'll they'll they have the money to go out and get a first baseman from the free agency, but they they might just go down to the minors and say, "Hey, you're the guy." It's worked so far. Mm-hmm. Next man up has been uh, surprisingly productive for this team. And, you know, you look at the stats for this month and Astros have turned around offensively. Mm-hmm. As I look at the stats, just this month, Jordan Alvarez is hitting 443. <laughs> and that's before. Turning, into the, turning right. into the best hitter in baseball. Yeah, and that's before tonight's game where he hit another home run. Right. I hit two the other night, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. But I got to say, this uh, 
like these nine games, we'll see where they stand and what they need going into the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't know if there's uh, – they might do bullpen. I just don't see where they where they make a move. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty strong, almost complete team. I mean, for the most part. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that you're getting a guy like Lance McCullers with his track record in terms of um, the way he pitched last year, you know. Yeah, and Jake Odorizzi with the way he pitched before he got injured. Yeah. Um, Yeah, coupon that one. Pena's coming back. And the guys that have taken Pena's, you know, place while he's been out. Dubon's been hitting well. Diaz is still solid. Yeah, it hasn't been a black hole at shortstop, which, you know, that's all we could hope for. Right. Uh, I think the biggest thing right now is, like, just how good the Yankees have been playing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even think any of us picked them to win the division. No. I know I didn't. I didn't even <laughs> pick them to um, make the playoffs. Man. I'm not sure what's more embarrassing right now for me, the Yankees playing the way they played or the Tigers playing the way they played. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Yankees have been playing like over – I can't even say over their head because they've been playing so well on both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. you know, pitching and hitting. I just think they're going to be they're going to be the number one seed this year. I also believe there's no way we're getting the Astros, Yankees, ALCS. Uh, it feels like this series, like this four game series, is going to go two and two, and everybody's going to be so pumped to see both these teams back in playoffs. And because <laughs> it's fucking baseball, one of them will get knocked out mm-hmm. by like oh the Twins and the ALDS. Right. That's just how baseball works. Yeah, man, that's not all I can say about Astros right now is the offense is finally coming alive this month. It's good to see uh, Bregman doing more hitting. Because I know everybody's been dogging on him for his hidden performance this year, but that guy takes an insane amount of walks. His on base percentage is like three sixty four. Um, but he said he's turned around. He hit a home run the other night against the Mets. He hit one again tonight against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. If he like, I don't expect him to get back to that MVP form, but if he's like. So the second or third best hitter behind Alvarez and Tucker, they can make a, another run to the World Series. I wholeheartedly agree. Let's see. We shall see. It's going to be fun the rest of the way. You know, so um, anything else you want to talk about, man, before we get out of here? 
That's all I've got. Me too. I'm glad we were able to cover everything. Like yeah. instead of just picking one thing, like I think it was good to kind of because we missed. I mean, we didn't. There was a lot we didn't get to talk about during our time off. So. Yeah, my bad. Oh no, man! Family comes first, always. So, yeah, it's good to get back, though. Yeah, and probably a good thing we did do it yesterday because at least we had the drafts to talk about tonight. Yeah, that was that was fun. Mm-hmm. Keeping up with that, I, you know, uh, hope springs eternal is what they say for baseball. Um. Uh, same thing with basketball, but you know, obviously basketball's in the fall, so whatever, whatever, however you want to say it, just hope <laughs> for the best <laughs> that that you know that the team's on their way up. It can't get any worse, I, I don't think. Oh shit! Let me find some wood to knock on. <laughs> All right, before we go, uh, you want to tell people about your latest gig? Yeah, uh, Saturday night at Star Sailor in the Heights off west 18th street here in houston um spinning records from about seven until who knows midnight or so uh there's a pride charity event that they're hosting Mm -hmm. um drink specials and uh i think i think a pride menu like stuff that you know like certain items that are you know the proceeds will go to their their sponsor they're going to donate to four different charities i believe so that's good stuff and uh yeah it's gonna be fun i mean i you know you know me i have fun with it a little nervous because you know it's been a while but um i'm looking forward to it i just always hope that you know everybody likes my music well you have a great choice you have a great selection of music i appreciate it man and um, hopefully I'll be out there to see you on the ones and twos. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, can't wait. Um, speaking of which, happy Pride Month, everybody. Um, love who you love. No hate on, love, man. Yeah, no hate over here except for those damn bastard Yankees. <laughs> right, and Yankee fans. Yeah, sounds good. And um, we'll be back later on. Talking about something like always. We'll figure it out (laughs) until then. (laughs) Until then. Anthony, always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Absolutely. Good to have you back. Yes. Good to be back. And for all you sharing, listening, thank you so much. We appreciate it. So let's get out of here. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later.